Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I'm here with Carmen Mims and the Florida State Massage Therapy Association. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. I did. And a name pronunciation, I always ask about this. You got it right. Good. Okay, it's pretty simple, but yeah, occasionally names are a little different. So Carmen, you wanted to talk about the future of massage therapy as an industry and particularly in Florida, which the reason it came up is I had just been approved by CE Broker. And I, I'm telling you, honestly, I think it took two years Whoa. for the state to look at my thing and approve it. And I have students in Florida going, well, I can't get my CE credit. And I'm like, I can't make CE Broker Florida State do what it does yeah. any faster than it does. Yeah. They were super behind in approving courses, even we have a national convention every year. The convention last year, they had put in and submitted the courses that would be taught and they didn't get approved till I think maybe September, October. Wow. And the convention in June. And I think they said they submitted, don't quote me on this, but at least by April, you know, yeah. but probably before. So I think with COVID, I'm gonna guess that's the reason just these last two years, especially has been very tumultuous Yeah, and in getting CU and approved. So, I, but you know, <laughs> it's mandatory, you know, in Florida, we have to go through CU broker. So it's kind of like no other choice. <laughs> so, and yeah. even know how we got here, me posting in the uh, massage entrepreneur group, looking for CU providers who are approved by CU broker already, which they're, like you said, it's a process. And if you're not in Florida, it, there's no real initiative or reason that would make you go through that process. So, but, you know, as a Florida massage therapist, and especially as a person who is in this organization where we connect our members with CEU providers on a promotional standpoint, but also to give our members exposure to classes that they might not have even heard of or have any knowledge of, and it becomes more of a process than I would think. Yeah, it, it gets inordinately complex. I, I told you just before we went live that I have an online store, which is Shopify, and I have an online school, which is on Teachable. Mm -hmm. I have to use an additional piece of software called Zapier so that we could list everything I offer, online classes, in-person classes, t-shirts, DVDs, workbooks, so they could go mm -hmm. to Shopify and see all of this stuff. But the problem was it didn't connect and integrate with Teachable. So I had to mm -hmm. use an additional piece of software called Zapier. So when you order the pain management improvisation class, the software has to connect it to here. Mm -hmm. I spent two hours because pain management and improvisation, I made a mistake. And on one, I typed A-N-D, and on the other, I put ampersand. Mm -hmm. The software could not connect, so I spent two hours <laughs> on that one little piece, two hours, okay? <laughs> Clicking buttons, going through software, trying to get this to work. That doesn't mm. include filing paperwork with CE Broker, filing mm. paperwork with the National Certification Board, renewing mm. licenses in multiple states, 
Once you start adding all those layers, what it does is it prevents me from providing education affordably to students. Right. And do you have to be licensed in other states to provide education in other states? So the closest to reciprocity that we have is mm -hmm. the National Certification Board. Mm -hmm. What I do is I have uh, three licenses in Texas. I'm a okay. massage therapist, massage instructor, and a CE provider. This is just Texas. Okay. It doesn't include having a license as a CE provider in Arkansas, having a mm -hmm. license as a, as a provider in Louisiana. And in Louisiana, if you take my class, I have to submit your records. Wow. So there's all these different rules and regulations. <laughs> so in Florida, for instance, mm -hmm. I believe that Florida will accept, correct me if I'm wrong, national certification board credits, but they're processing mm -hmm. the stuff through CE Broker now. Yes. I'm almost positive I waited two years for CE Broker to get the stuff approved because students in Florida were like, well, you told me I get free. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. I can't make your state. So right. it puts me in this like situation where there's this round and around where mm -hmm. I just want to give students information. But here's the problem that I see. The students don't just want information. They want the prestige that the professional organization bestows upon them. Mm -hmm. I talk to my subscribers, and here's what I'm doing in education right now. Just like I'm using graphics and stuff here, I'm putting anatomy on screen live. And I'm running four cameras simultaneously through a camera switcher. Wow. Students literally call me, and I put them on speakerphone and answer their question live. That's amazing. I talk to the students, they say, listen, here's what we can do. I'm going to stream to you live every day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year for two hours each. And they're Whoa. like, what? And That's I go, amazing. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on my cameras and teach you every day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. And they're like, but we can't learn online. And I'm like, what is online? Like, there's a lot of layers and mm -hmm. I'm pushing technology as far and as fast as it will go. I mm -hmm. literally have a service right now that the mm -hmm. National Cer Certification Board would not understand. State mm -hmm. regulators would not understand. And my own industry is completely confused by. Mm -hmm. What is this? There's no geographic borders anymore. I'm like, I yeah. can just give you information. And they're like, but... Well, do I get CE credit? <sighs> <laughs> wow. Well, are you doing this? Are you teaching online like this right now? Had a class yesterday. Oh man, I need to get in these classes. <laughs> I have, are you ready? I have a subscription service. Okay. Your first month is free. It's $7 a month after. And you're on Teachable? Yeah. You, you know what's funny? How I even found you and your group? I went to Thailand in 2019 to study Thai massage. A guy who I met there who was from Washington State was following you on Teachable. He was, you know, one of your students. And he was like, yeah, if you're going to get serious about Thai massage, you need to be watching this guy's videos. And so I added the group, but I didn't get serious about Thai Massage. So I never like looked into it, you know, anymore, but I joined the group yeah. and I, you know, the group is so valuable. Like, I love the group. Like it's one of the few groups that I 
participate in like massage entrepreneurs. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. I didn't know that you were teaching, you know, okay. And this is the thing I've got, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. we constantly put out video. The mass massage industry has completely ignored what I'm doing or teaching. Mm-hmm. It's not recognized. It's not looked at. It's it's just like, I feel like an outlier. I'm over here on the fringes of the industry. So to speak. You're a trailblazer. That's where they are on the outline. I'm a raging asshole. <laughs> I mean, you have to be kind of an asshole to be separated from everyone else. I, yeah, I mean, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole situation, long story short, what happened was... I, as an educator, because you were trying to give students information, they have problems with time. They have problems with like class affordability. And I was like, looking at how we were distributing information, we were selling like workbooks and DVDs via webinar. And I had Mm -hmm. a camera and a, a decent microphone like I'm using right now. And I went, should we do a subscription service? And it was like, yeah, the software. And I'm like, what? Like, I, like, in other words, I looked at Netflix and I was like, Netflix mm. doesn't care how many movies I watch. Yeah. They charge a, a low fee per month. Mm-hmm. And I just access it when I want to access it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I just recorded all my classes and just gave students the footage? Now, it was interesting because older educators, I would talk to them about it and they'd go, what? Are you crazy? You're right. Just, you're just going to give them everything? They're not going to take your classes. And I went, you just said people can't learn online. So which is it? You know, it's funny. I went to a class and they sold a DVD. And I was like, who has a DVD player? <laughs> I asked them, you know, if they had a digital version. And they were like, no, because yeah. of the reason you just said. They don't yeah. want to and that that shift, like when we got started and I asked you your your age, I mm-hmm. noticed that my students are aging down. I'm I'm 44 and getting older, and I'm like, TikTok, why are you not posting on TikTok? And they're like, are, are you like this gray-haired white dude is trying to get us to post on TikTok for my <laughs> massage business? Oh my God. So I'm I'm kind of this uh, in-between between I think students your age and younger. Uh and massage schools i'm kind of this intermediate stage where i saw the internet develop i'm trying Mm -hmm. to adopt internet-based technologies and information distribution but the Mm -hmm. mainstream industry for the most part across states even during COVID, is fighting the digital revolution yes yes very very much i um one of the things that i'm pushing for is making most of our meetings digital or virtual, you know? There's a lot, I mean, just in my chapter, there's over 60 members and most of them aren't coming to our in-person meetings anyways. We have maybe at most 15 to 20 people come. And so I'm like, all of these other people are missing out on these um, in-person meetings. And then they're like, well, we can Zoom them in in the meeting and i'm like well why do we need to come if we're gonna zoom them in like why don't we zoom everyone in you know so 
it's so interesting. I feel like there is a people who get into massage I see usually are more spiritual, more fellowship, more, you know, I want to meet in person type of people. I want to touch, I want to feel, but they aren't learning to integrate, you know, they aren't learning to be a part of this world instead of, you know, trying to fight it because you can be both, you know? And like I said, I was like, we can have our CEU meet or CEU presentations, you know, like I talked about you with online. And if we want to meet for fellowship, we can just meet when we want to and not, you know, it be this structured thing that, you know, you guys say you want to meet for real, but nobody's meeting for real. And the people who are meeting, they meet anyways. Uh, to so, me, it's a spectrum. And I, I, I wrote a blog post and I said that, how did I say this? I said something like in-person is dead or in-person classes are dead. Mm-hmm. And a student wrote me and was like, oh, well, I guess Robert isn't teaching in person anymore. And I was like, no, I'm still teaching in person. Right. The difference is, what's the value of me teaching in person to 10 students when I can teach online to 10,000? And I'm like, no, but I want hands-on. And I'm like, no, no, CE party. I want you to get together with six therapists in somebody's nice living room, put me on a big screen TV. You can call me live. You're going to get hands-on feedback from the therapist as part of our CE party. That's awesome. And they're like, no, but I want a hands-on. I'm like, oh my God. It is going to take me years to explain what I'm trying to put across. I'm not getting, listen, if you want to come to Hawaii and go to the retreat, let's do that. Right. Why would I not record the class in Hawaii and make it available to everyone? Right. What's the, what's the downside to do? Well, they're going to steal. And I'm like, eh, in the age of the internet, everybody steals, including everybody me. steals. <laughs> so, I mean, and let's look at information distribution, digital stuff. One of the things that happened to me years ago, this is probably 10 plus years ago when I started my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I would make a video on like shoulder work or something. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, I'd go, well, if I, but I, like they're not going to take a class with me on like shoulder stuff if I just taught them for free here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And here's what happened. They wanted both. They actually yeah. wanted the shoulder class more because I gave them a technique for free. Yes. Yes. And it's like, think about it. Like I have recorded, I'm not lying. I've recorded every class since 2017. There mm-hmm. are 800 hours of my classroom instruction for seven dollars wow. a month wow now, of that 800 hours what do students watch mm, maybe oh i was gonna say maybe 20. <laughs> it's all there wow but what they do is they get their interest peaked online mm-hmm. through a workbook through a dvd through the youtube channel and then they're like well i gotta go take in-person class it, it he's made so much stuff it's obvious he knows what he's doing Right. So it's really both. It's right. not in person or online. It's both. The difference is they're not really thinking about the geographic limitations of in person and the obscene cost difference. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, just renting a space. And that's not, <laughs> that's just the basic cost, you know? Yeah. The material costs, the travel costs, you know, all of that. The, the students, just like I'm talking to you through Zoom, I take my tech setup, and I don't have this set up right now, but my screen where you see me on screen, I put anatomy up, mm -hmm. just those graphics. And then mm -hmm. I run my four cameras into my screen right here. So mm -hmm. students are doing one-on-one -on -one private consults with me live. And I can, I can verbally describe it, but a student who does it and they're like, oh my God, they're like, mm -hmm. I didn't even have to leave my studio. And I go, mm -hmm. it's yes. like, cause it's one thing to take a class for three days. It's right. another thing to go, okay, listen, why don't you sign up for my online apprenticeship and I'll work with you once a month. Wow. And they're like, what? Wait, what? And I'm like, this is not going away. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's opening up so many possibilities. You know, the fact that this even, you know, we're able to have these types of services. I just saw a virtual reality anatomy program where you could be inside of the body, you know, walking around. So, you know, I can see massage instruction going that far where it's beyond just us sitting, you know, live, but us in virtual reality. And it's like, we're three, we're sitting in a virtual classroom for real. And, and you know, know who's gonna create that? Who? Massage Envy. <laughs> you think so? Wow, I can see it. Large company has their fingers in regulation. They mm -hmm. want standardized curriculum for their staff and therapists. Ooh, now, yes, what do independent school owners do to compete? They've um, started going virtual. Uh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because local schools just started doing a lot of their lectures online and just having them come in to do practicals. So yeah, it's moving in that direction. And in some states, they have to change regulation to even allow that sort of thing. So I'll give mm -hmm. you a quick example. I'm in Texas. Texas mm -hmm. is a huge state. I live in central Texas. Okay. I can drive mm -hmm. eight hours south and I'm still in Texas. Mm -hmm. That's how big Texas is. Well, Texas even though I'm a massage therapist, massage instructor, CE provider, I can teach no hands-on instruction online for CE credit. Why? Because it's against the law. Oh, against the law? Yep. That's I cannot, I cannot give hands-on instruction online, completely verboten. The same classes that I have, say intro tie, I have an online version and an in-person version. If you're mm -hmm. in Texas and in, in my physical presence, I can teach the class. If I teach it online, you can't get CE credit for that. The students get angry at me and I'm like, it's not me, it's your state. Wow. I'm not, and this is the thing, my, my home state is blocking what I'm doing. Wow. Now, why is that the rule, Harmon? I don't know. 
to prevent people like me. That's why. Wow. I'm because like, they I... say, well, no, 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 no. We're protecting the public. And I'm like, no, you're creating artificial barriers of entry to protect your profit stream. Right. Because what, how would that protect the public? Well, generally, that's why we have all regulation, right? Yeah. To protect the public. Why, why is cannabis illegal in Texas? Well, protect the public. We can't allow people just willing in to walk around smoking weed. I mean, not that everybody hasn't been doing it already illegally forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is the, the future? You're talking about the Florida State Massage Therapy Association. What are the things that, that you're looking at and like wanting to build to? So I want to build one... I want to move people more towards being comfortable with being virtual, especially for educational purposes, but also for meeting purposes. So I love the in-person meetings. I love, you know, hanging out. But there is a lot more we can do if we don't have to spend the time commuting, spend the time, you know, trying to match up schedules to be in a physical space. Because I feel like in Florida, in general, we are moving a lot more towards holistic care. Yeah. So I see massage becoming a lot more, how do I say, necessary, a lot more looked at as a part of healthcare and not because here, it's either, you know, you're going for rehab because you've had some injury or, you know, you're more of a luxury pamperer or you're on, you know, massage envy membership. You know, those are kind of the three, but people aren't being shown the community, the real value of imp and importance of massage. And I feel like a lot of that falls on the disjointedness of massage therapy as a group. So especially in Florida, so we have our organization, but again, I said it's like 60 members. There's like over 20,000, you know, massage therapists in Florida. And in Jacksonville, I'm not sure of the number, but there's significantly more than 60. So, you know, the fact that they aren't a part of this organization, which I feel every massage therapist should be a part of it, or at least um, acknowledging it, but the, the organization itself has not presented itself as valuable enough. And that's what I see as a person coming in. So just providing more value for massage therapists, but also for the community and bringing them together. So I see more harmony within massage therapy, but moving in a way that includes all of the resources that are available to us now, because we have so much more than I've ever seen, you know? And again, I haven't been a massage therapist for that long, but mm -hmm. I was an educator before yeah. this. I was in, a in massage or in other areas? In um, public schools. Okay. So I was a teacher for over six years and I saw even with then, you know, the public school system is extremely archaic and it's very, you know, it's very similar to the massage therapy organization. There's still these people who kind of have more of the say in what's happening just because they want to have the say, you know, not so much because they do, but because they are more likely to join an organization. 
all of the, you know, students, even me, when I was in school, you know, the FSMTA came to the school, I didn't see any reason to join it and I didn't. And so, you know, and I see that same thing. I'm like, why, why is this not the best resource for massage therapists? You know, why is this not the best resource for the community to be matched to massage therapists? Oh man, so, so many layers. It is, it really is. And so that is kind of my reason for even joining the organization to kind of get it moving towards that. But I see that, you know, or what I would like to see, and I see it where there is more, just more cohesiveness, more intention, and, you know, more care to further our industry. Yeah, I'm a big uh, DIY, do-it-yourselfer. I have a tendency, though I'm, you know, licensed, the nationally certified provider, licenses in multiple states, AMTA mm -hmm. member, ABMP member, I'm mm -hmm. very like, no, I don't have time for your organization, I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to run four cameras and go direct to consumer right now. They're mm -hmm. like, but, but I don't understand, do we get CE credit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why don't we solve problems? And they're like, but, but we need like Big Brother to help us do that, right? And I'm like, I'm running four cameras with anatomy on screen live. Mm -hmm. Like, what do y'all want? And they're like, but this is, mm -hmm. oh my. And it, here's what it amounts to. Eventually people go, Robert, you're an anarchist. Like you're freaking everybody out. They are not comfortable with the internet. This is not new. They're like, you're, like, I literally, people occasionally are like, you're teaching people who aren't licensed. And I'm like, I don't think you understand that I have a YouTube channel with 1,400 videos on it. Right. Do I check licenses on YouTube? And they're like, <laughs> I was, before I even started, you know, studying massage therapy, I was watching massage therapy videos on YouTube and doing them on people. You know, like, well, and, and here's the thing, think about it from a school's perspective. Yeah. Uh, a student is in massage school, they're learning core curriculum, and they find one of my videos. Mm -hmm. And they're doing, listen, they're getting up on the table, putting their knee in somebody's upper back. Mm -hmm. And the school's like, yo, you got to stop doing that. Where did you learn that? And they're like, oh, I saw Robert Gardner do it on YouTube. And they're like, stop watching that. Stop. Mm -hmm. See? Because to me, it's about this power differential and control over core curriculum. Mm. My argument would be that they're resisting and using regulation to fight this mm -hmm. because they're afraid of the chaos that ensues. So I'll give you a quick example. Okay. A, a local school asked me to come in and do a presentation on social media marketing. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, great. And I showed up at the school and they would not allow me to film and broadcast my discussion on social media marketing. And they said, no, we don't allow that here. And I'm like, so you have a sign up that doesn't allow the students to use social media because you're trying to protect your school, but you're meanwhile like, not allowing them to show everybody what they're learning in school and promote and advertise your school for free. Right. Like when I 
This is me. I'm Robert Gardner coming in with a phone going, oh my God, do you understand what's going on? We have global data. Like, are you understanding? And there's a sign up that says absolutely no phones in the classroom. Wow. But I'm that intermediary, right? Because mm -hmm. I've got 20 year olds and I'm like, TikTok now, go, 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 go. What are you doing? And they're like, well, the teachers, I'm like, the teachers are old farts. They don't understand the internet. They don't know what's going on. They don't, they're not talking about NFTs and blockchain technology. Like they, they grew up in the goddamn yellow pages and they're still teaching you the marketing from that. Yes. Go, go to a massage school and talk about Google SEO and watch eyes. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do this internet stuff. <laughs> I know so many therapists that say that, that don't have websites, they still have people call them to make appointments. And, and how many, how many large, how many large national chains are owned by massage therapists? None. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. So what's going on in Florida specifically? And that was one of the reasons I was interested to chat with you. Like what's going on in Florida specifically in relation to the, like the stuff you're doing? So they are really working, you know, with legislature, like I mentioned to you earlier. So they have been moving towards getting, and it's funny because you, you being kind of anti-regulation, they're working on more regulation. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, do, you know, do you know something about regulators? I noticed that. They're always working for more regulation. They yes. always think they need a few more laws to just clear things up. Yes. So, but as you said, they are trying to get more status, you know, in the community, in the medical community. And so that's pretty much it. They are, my um, organization specifically was hit pretty hard with COVID, you know, because our meetings and organization really ran off of in-person. So with that being, with that happening, we've had to move virtual. You know, we are having our board meetings. We just had our quarterly board meeting this last weekend and it's on Zoom. They've been having meetings on Zoom. So I'm seeing just Florida in general moving towards being virtual. They now have it where you can do in-person Zoom or hands-on Zoom classes. So in Florida, you can do that now. So we are moving, you know, really towards, and that's what I see the organization moving towards working so, on. Online education, a lot of states have rules against it. And when I say rules against, meaning they make it more challenging. But during COVID, a lot of schools, just a lot of states just randomly said, Oh, okay, no, we allow it now. Yeah, we were one of and those then states. Students were contacting me going, does my state accept? I'm like, I don't know about your state. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, guys, there are 50 sets of rules in the United States alone. And they're like, well, you don't know? And I'm like, no, I don't have a fucking legal team to sit down and figure out what the rules are arbitrarily in 50 goddamn different jurisdictions. And those states just changed the rules. Now, did Texas ever waive? Nope. Wow. Nope. You had to take class in person. Texas. Wow. Either that Texas. or if it's theory-based. That's the way people will get around it. You can do it if it's just theory. 
But any right. hands-on instruction? Mm -mm. All crazy. It is insane. I wonder why. Well, I I can say I feel like Florida is very forward, if I can say that, with regulation. Some of the worst regulation in the United States, along with Washington State. What state does? Washington State. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe New York. New York, mm -hmm. Washington, and Florida. They have the most strict massage regulation, which. You so prevents people from getting in and teaching oh oh with teaching yeah because that well because i have to go through more red tape and more bureaucracy yeah yeah i'm just really learning this system like you said even learning your own state's regulations and oh. you know it's a lot so oh i had a somebody contact me here in texas and they're like i want to teach time massage and i'm like okay and they're like how do i do that and i'm like you gotta be a massage therapist in Texas. You gotta be a massage therapy instructor, and then you gotta file for your CEP. And they're like, "What?" I go, "What if I want to teach in another state?" I'm like, "You have to be nationally certified." Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Like, and then with when they're talking with me via this technology, by the way, in a chat, they're like, "Well, can't you just tell me how to do it?" And I'm like, "Why don't you read the law?" And they're like, "Oh." But it's so long. And I'm like, yes, because that's where yeah. the loopholes are written in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't sit down and read Florida state massage law. There's 50 sets of laws mm -hmm. in different jurisdictions and states. The mm -hmm. other day, I had somebody trying to download something from Slovenia. Oh, wow. Have you ever been to Slovenia? No, I haven't. I, I'm not even pot. If you took out a map right now and said, show me Slovenia, I'm like, I, it's somewhere in Eastern Europe. Right. I would have to look for a minute. And it's like, fine. I took care of their order and I made sure to, because pro they were having a problem with my infrastructure that I was talking about, all this software. But mm -hmm. that's the world I live in. I can't mm -hmm. get Austinites to come study with me in person. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy in Slovenia downloading information to study with me online. Mm hmm and they're it's like well what's the massage law in slovenia i'm like i i don't know <laughs> wow oh and that's the thing like a lot of people they they're very topical they're like, Robert's against massage regulation? I don't like him. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's a legitimate response. Now, you right. don't know me. You haven't hung out with me. You haven't drunk tequila with me. You haven't understood my situation. You don't see what I deal with as an educator. And you're not willing mm -hmm. to sit down and have the conversation long enough to understand my perspective. Mm -hmm. like, He's kind of an asshole. And I'm like, yes, that, that, totally. I'm a total asshole. You can ask my ex-wife. But that doesn't <laughs> remove the veracity of my discussion and the argument. Mm-hmm. Like, there are reasons I feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, right now, when we get off of here, I can turn on four cameras and teach everybody live. Mm -hmm. They can call me with questions. And mm -hmm. everybody's like, but wait, no, this isn't. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys think is happening, but this is not going away. It's not. We it's just, just put up 
we just put up the Webb telescope. We're about to see about this far back to the Big Bang. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to get, you know, people are going to have to go with it. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I get the fight, but you're fighting your own resources, you know? So it, it's like, um, so, and I have to date myself so people understand like context. I did not really use the internet until 1995 when I went to college mm -hmm. at LSU's library. And the mm -hmm. computers were off in, in this corner and they were clunky and slow. And I mean, compared to what we do now, for sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that those computers were going to eat the entire library. Like, I still feel like I'm, I'm talking to people and I'm running around like a maniac waving this around and they're like, well, no, but we have the printing press. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is exponentially more like disruptive in a sense. Mm -hmm. There's more information flow, but it gets to something like Wikipedia. When I would hear students say, well, I can't use Wikipedia as a source. Mm -hmm. Ah, so here's the deal. It gets to this point of in society as a whole, and we are fighting this. So this isn't, mm -hmm. isn't just the massage industry. This is the overall world, okay? Mm -hmm. Now the problem is we have so much information. What's real? Yes. Ah. And yeah. when you have somebody like me going, yeah, it's totally fine. Do this. And they're like, no, that's not safe. You can't. That's, no. You're. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, it's totally safe. And they're like, we've never seen. And I'm like, I know you've never seen it, but I'm going to keep putting it on camera until it's normal. Right. Like, all I do is go, hey, listen, you know that thing we do on a table? Let's do it on a mat. Right. Chaos, chaos ensues. <laughs> They're like, what? This is crazy. We'd never... I'm like, you'd never what? You'd never allow people to work on a mat? I'm like, but this mm -hmm. isn't... I'm like, tell me it's not massage. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, tell me it's not massage. I love that. Oh, that's a good conversation. I was a philosophy student. Let's do this. <laughs> but it's not... It's not the massage you were taught in school, correct? Mm -hmm. I can definitely see the hesitancy in that, thinking about the correlation with Wikipedia and seeing, even though, you know, I remember when you couldn't use Wikipedia as a source, but to me, that was the time where the internet was most real. You know, now it's way more diluted with information. You know, you could find, you could find back then, you know, if you went to a website, the information, you know, people weren't, weren't taking their time out to put false information up. Like, you know, it, unless it was like for a scam specifically, but not educational information. But now it's such a wide market of just consuming. You know, anybody can record a video and say they're a massage therapist and sell the information. And, you know, most of us wouldn't check it, you know, unless you're really meticulous about that. Like I told one of my clients, I was like, I've never been asked for my massage license ever. And so, you know, most people don't. Think, they think if you put yourself in that position to be doing that thing, then you are supposed to. So I can see that kind of hesitancy on their part to, to keep it 
to or to try to keep it from i think people have a natural uh, including myself an anxiety response to change mm. now how much change does this represent infinite yeah it, it's like i, I had a, a musician friend <laughs> and they were complaining because they couldn't release an album like it was 1971 with led zeppelin mm -hmm. Because people just download it and steal the album. And I'm like, okay, you can set up cameras in your bedroom and lay in bed and have the Friday night pajama slumber party concert on Twitch where people can donate money live. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, but I want to, you want to release an album like it's 1971? Like I saw computers get smaller. I saw Napster. I saw YouTube. I saw that this transformation of the internet and you're complaining that you have global distribution? Global? Mm -hmm. That you can just build an audience in Slovenia? <laughs> like you've got to adapt to the current societal infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You're giving me so many ideas. <laughs> like just this conversation, I'm like, ooh, there's so much. I'm not, well, I'm not. I've, I've heard through the grapevine, this may or may not be true. Take this with a grain of salt. Local schools in Austin have told students, don't listen to that guy, Robert Gardner. Mm. Wow. Because it's, so ca it's causing problems at their schools. Because... <laughs> My heroes, I was a philosophy student, Socrates was put to death. Mm -hmm. And he was put to death for corrupting the youth because they asked too many goddamn questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you're corrupting me. So, <laughs> no, so Kristen is one of my colleagues and, and students. Like you know that Robert Gardner. <laughs> and Kristen, Kristen will like tag me in posts sometimes because she's so proud of everything she's learning and doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. She'll tag me in posts because she's so proud of everything she's learning and doing. And I'm like, Kristen, no, 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 no. They're like, they're, they don't like me. They're going to make negative assumptions about you because of me. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it's also not, it's not just me. Like, I mean, let's look at it this way. So you found me through massage entrepreneurs. How many mm. people come in and ask me questions on massage entrepreneurs? A lot. Really? How many subscribers in my subscribers group? We have about 500 subscribers. How many come in and ask me questions in that private group? How many? Really? How many students in Austin come in <laughs> in person knock on my studio door and ask me questions that's shocking because i was surprised you even responded when i posted i was i'm thinking like everybody's trying to talk to you all the time <laughs> like well and here's the thing i think that perception comes because you see so much of my social media output you assume that i'm inordinately busy right and it's like, no, I've streamlined the video production process, so I look inordinately busy, so I can stay home, play online poker, and do poker streams. 
I am busy, but well, this is the thing. Okay. Are people's lives really like their Instagram? Not usually. And I think there's a bit of that in the marketing, advertising, packaging, you know, my business continues to grow and develop. What I see is students for massage, let's narrow it down to that industry. They get their information from CE providers and they get their information inside schools, inside classes. And I go, mm -hmm. massage entrepreneurs, just ask me a question. Mm -hmm. uh, su private subscribers group, ask me a question. Because it's not the officially sanctioned way to get information and education. Mm, okay. Like, I don't learn stuff on Facebook. That's just for entertainment, right? Right? Definitely not. Facebook's one of my favorite places to learn. <laughs> like, yes. Because yeah. there are so many people who know so much who are constantly sharing just because they want to. Like, I mean, a lot of students, um, like, so you write on Massage Entrepreneurs, you say you're surprised. I had mm -hmm. a five-minute chat with you, and I'm like, hey, let's do a podcast. And you were like, whoa, I, I've never done a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a massage therapist educator have a podcast? To be educating. <laughs> so I take this video cut little snippets, goes on my YouTube, goes on Instagram, goes on Facebook, gets shared around, talk about what we talk about, more promotion, Robert Gardner, the Florida State Massage Therapy Association. Like mm -hmm. it's digital word of mouth. Yes. It's digital networking. Yes. Like no massage school would say don't network and don't use right. word of mouth, but I go, right. But not with your phone. But this is, but it's a digital work. No, they're just watching TikTok videos of people dancing. And I'm like, why are you not getting the class up, doing the TikTok dance? And they're like, what? Like, no, Robert, you're, no, you're, we don't like you. You're an anarchist. <laughs> I need one, I need to make a TikTok. <laughs> I don't have a TikTok at all. So I'm like, oh man, I'm like really missing out on all this. Well, also, I mean, for you, like you're working with the Florida State Massage Therapy Association, you know, it depends on like their goals and it depends well, on your goals as a therapist. You know, I'm not only representing them, I'm thinking about my own business. <laughs> well, I mean, students sometimes, I'm, I'm very heavy on video production. And I knew that what would happen was I put out information and people who like me and my attitude or, you know, no matter how foul it is or how many curse words I use, mm -hmm. they would be drawn to me, uh, mm -hmm. which in, in your case is like, she's lovely. She's got beautiful hair. Like the, the students are afraid to be on camera because they're afraid of people's judgment. And I understand that. But... What it also does is it doesn't allow the people who love you, Carmen, to find mm -hmm. you. Literally, you right. have people in South Dakota who are like, man, I love Carmen Mims. She's awesome. I follow her. Right. And the students think, well, but they can't be a client. I'm like, people vacation. That's very you, true. You'll be, you'll be surprised if 
really That's used like consistently. I mean, mm -hmm. my YouTube channel, for instance, I don't know if you don't follow me on YouTube, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. My, my YouTube channel to me right now is hilarious mm -hmm. because it's like I was doing bodywork videos and here's the general sense. Nobody pays attention anymore. Mm -hmm. But I started doing liquor reviews, coffee mm -hmm. tastings, <laughs> and it's on the same channel. And people are like, dude, what the hell? This, this guy is like teaching this crazy mat stuff and like reviewing tequilas. And now I'm doing poker. I'm streaming my poker playing live, like cursing out the other players and, you know, whatever, playing online. But from a brand perspective, it's like, oh, Robert's that tequila drinking poker player guy who puts all those crazy bodywork videos out. It mm. builds brand around what I was doing specifically, which means in your case, Carmen, the stuff that you're really interested in, do mm -hmm. that. I mean, I have a oh, podcast. Yeah. I had... Hog hunters, of all things, hog hunting. I don't know anything about hog hunting. I, I had a group of hog hunters in Texas, which hogs are horribly invasive and a problem here. So oh. I had a bunch of hog hunters on talking about hog hunting, and we're like discussing guns and weapons and like hogs and hunting and all this stuff I don't know about. And for mm -hmm. other people, they're going, but this doesn't, this isn't massage related. I'm like, no, it's entertainment. It is. And education. Yes. It's like Joe Rogan doesn't oh, just have people that he agrees with on his program. Very he, true. He has a, a broad swath of people based on whatever he's interested in or whatever he thinks the audience would be interested in. In mm -hmm. the same way that I have you on the podcast, it's not just promoting me, it's promoting you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've definitely been telling people about this already. <laughs> about what? About the podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys, I'm doing a podcast. And they're like, oh, send it to me when you're done. And I was like, okay. So. <laughs> well, so what happens is your fans become my fans and my fans become your fans. Mm -hmm. The students I work with, I'm like, make video. And they're like, well, what are, but people are going to judge me. And I'm like, yes, they're going to judge you and they're losers. <laughs> But the anyway. real fear is that nobody knows you or who you are. And then a student yeah. makes a video, and then all of a sudden, I share it on my Instagram. I share it through my Facebook page. I share, and they're like, oh, my God. Robert, like, Robert sent my video to, like, 5,000 people on his email list. And I go, yeah. Wow. I'm like, but you didn't charge me. I'm like, No. Right. What did it cost me to make an email? They're not looking at the bigger, bigger picture sort of like associations mm -hmm. uh, that can happen in terms of business and education. I don't even, like we talked about massage therapists, how many massage facilities in Austin contact me to consult? How many? I'm about to contact you to consult. <laughs> Well, here's what you can consult for $7 a month. There's a private Facebook group. And you, like, I pray, I pray for the day when the students are asking so many questions that I have to like back up. Okay. But we're not there yet. Not with students. Oh. It's like, I've, I've backed off of clients because I'm, I'm more busy teaching at this point and doing things like this for educational purposes. But mm -hmm. I think fundamentally one of the core pieces of what we're discussing, and I think this does touch on regulation itself, is 
the world is radically transforming because of this technology. Mm -hmm. The question is, are we going to keep up with it? Right. I'll ask massage therapists this. Who's the most famous massage therapist? Mm. The and they're like the, the massage nerd and i'm like i mean yeah he's got massage therapists know who the massage nerd is the public doesn't know well who's the most famous massage therapist and they're like well i don't know who and i'm like phoebe from friends oh yeah phoebe is a massage therapist <laughs> singing a song in a coffee shop about smelly cats yeah <laughs> the difference is you can become the most famous massage therapist mm -hmm. if you educate Mm -hmm. How much would I love to be on Oprah? Oh, Miss Oprah, it's so nice to meet you in person. Right? <laughs> yeah. I could see you on Oprah. <laughs> yeah, Oprah would be interesting. I could see you on Dr. Oz. Does that show still come on? I, I have no idea. I'm not really in touch with mainstream media. I'm busy poker streaming. Are there a lot of, like you were telling me earlier, you were surprised at how like political a massage could become. How is it in Florida? Are there a lot of like tribal warfare going on in the massage community? So there's a really huge human trafficking Ooh. craze. Yeah. So a lot of like, we had a apprenticeship program, which I thought was amazing. I was actually planning on, you know, using that to my advantage because I think that we should be able to get licensed just from studying under a massage therapist. Very but controversial. It varied. And so they ended it under the guise of human, it being, you know, human trafficking. And I'm like, what the hell you know like yeah I, I i guess human trafficking is a thing but i well not i guess i know it's a thing but i don't see you know that as being the reason really and i think it was more so a massage school thing and them trying to cut out that apprenticeship so that you have to go to the massage school yes and, but, and this, the thing i always go back to and i want viewers to understand this in our industry specifically, this is me, I'm biased. I could be wrong, I'm willing to debate this. Mm -hmm. It feels like massage schools are using regulation to block innovation and to maintain their status as gatekeepers. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And which is crazy to me while they're trying to standardize the education, but it's so basic, you know, it's, you know, to say, you know, the best, not the best education you can get, but that the education you'll get at a school by default is good enough. It's crazy. You know, that's like saying that. Yeah, they don't have enough hours. Exactly. You know, the program I was in was 900 hours, but in Florida, you only have to have 500 to be licensed. And so, you know, three years in, and I still feel like I know nothing and then you get licensed after 500 hours. So, you know, if if the school is going to be the standard, it's not enough to be, you know, considered a standard, in my opinion. Like yeah, it's, I, I've had it's, school owners get irritated at me online, like in Facebook groups. And I don't think they, they understand what I've done. 
So core curriculum in Texas, 500 hours. Mm-hmm. Let's say that 500 hours cost, how much was massage school for you? Let me ask that. So the school I went to, they did a tuition-free payment um, plan. So you had to pay a monthly fee that was to reimburse you for the supplies. So at the time that I was going there, it was $100. We had to pay $100 a month until we... Until you finished? I went there for 11 months. But you could kind of... The last couple months was our internship. We were just doing practical hands-on. So that could be shortened depending on how much time you spent doing it. So the person in my class that finished the quickest finished in eight months. So between, you know, eight and 12 months, full-time, five days a week. I would say in the United States, a 500-hour program will run anywhere from five grand to 10 grand. Yeah. And that's and, and it'll take it, a year. And in, in Jacksonville, besides the school I went to, all the other schools, they're like that, you know, five to 10 grand. 500 six, hours. It, what's, what's core curriculum in Florida? Is it 500? 500. So in Texas, it's 500 hours. And this is what people have not fully understood, okay? Mm-hmm. Core curriculum is 500 hours. On my subscription mm-hmm. service, which you can sign up for for free today, $7 a month. I'm going to sign up for it today. <laughs> there's 800 hours of my classroom instruction. Wow. There's 800 that- hours for $7. But they're like, well, but it's not a school. And I'm like, really? What? What is a school? Right. And they're like, what? No. And I'm like, no. I'm not saying I'm giving you a massage license. I'm saying you're you're making assumptions about this culturally sanctioned way of delivering information that I broke years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, it seems to me they're they're not really concerned with learning, and that's something that I see. You know. They want to see you credits. They, the learning is less important. That is, is my sense of it across the board. Yes. And it's also why my own students get angry at me at times. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they want it delivered in a certain way, in a certain mm-hmm. cultural context with CE credit, or they don't think it has value. Right. Um, like I had someone sign up and they said, well, I ain't, I ain't paying for no YouTube. And I was like, what? And they're like, I'm not paying for no YouTube videos. And I go, almost all the videos on my Teachable are on YouTube because we use YouTube as like a storage interface to hold the video. Mm-hmm. But this isn't on my YouTube channel. Like this mm-hmm. isn't free to the public. I put all this information here for students so they have access to a Facebook group so they can ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Are they asking me questions? Mm-hmm. No, because, again, I was a philosophy student. Socrates would just take walks around Athens mm-hmm. and have little philosophical conversations, kind of like our podcast. Hey, what's going on? What is the nature of the good? Mm-hmm. But what students want is they want the educator and the education and the school to dispense the truth mm-hmm. instead of interact with them like a colleague and ask questions. 
what I consistently do, I was a philosophy student, I understand this, I make people angry because I ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. Like literally, it, it literally gets to this point, I, we talk to students and they're asking questions and they're, they're doing this and then, and, and, and then they go, well, but, but we were taught in massage school and I go, what is massage? And they're like, Rah! Yeah, I think it makes them uncomfortable. You know, yes. they one they have to admit that's what I'm that, best at. That's what I do. That's me. But, uh, I make people. Look, that's me. That's what I that do. Is you know, and I I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a philosophy student, but I've studied some philosophy, and that change you know only comes from you being questioned, from you becoming aware of where you stand. If what all you I do know. is say, okay, guys, listen. We're, we're working on this table, delivering a service the certain way. And let's, mm -hmm. let's move beyond massage school to massage therapists. And I go, massage therapist, what do you have? They're like, my hands hurt. I'm having a problem. My hands hurt. And I go, okay, we're going to solve that problem. What other problem? I'm not making enough money. I'm like, okay, we're going to solve that problem. So we're going to solve this problem in a radically innovative way. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Let's work on a mat. And they're like, no, this is not this is not massage. And I go, great. Then we don't need massage licenses in all 50 states. Mm. And they're like, well, no, but you have to. And I'm like, guys, yeah. I can deliver a solution. The problem is the solution is not wrapped in the culturally sanctioned box that you're familiar mm. with. Mm -hmm. That's all. This, mm -hmm. get, get bypass me, bypass my attitude. This is not going away. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's going to get smaller, more compact, give more information. You're talking about 3D tutorials, virtual reality, anatomy. And I go, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Like I had a conversation with a colleague the other night because have you ever looked at a 3D video on uh, YouTube? Yeah, I have. Where you watch it and like you're, you're the Great Pyramids of Giza and you're like moving around and the camera moves. He wants yeah. me to do that for my classes online. And I go, awesome. all right, let me, let me figure it out. Yeah, that would be awesome. And if you have a VR headset like I do, then I you can really watch it 3D. <laughs> so, now, what if I took my online classes that I'm doing currently from multiple camera angles, what um, if I did that? Yes. And everybody was participating virtually, and they're like, no, but I want hands yes. on. Yes. And I go, I'm not removing, I'm still going to teach hands on, but this has limitations that this doesn't and vice versa. Right. Why not, why not both? Why not both? Yes. Cool. So do you have any closing thoughts? Because I know you had to get out. It's not actually related to this conversation, but I'm going to for sure join your class. <laughs> I'm going to subscribe and I'm also going to do some consultation with you. So yeah. look forward to me asking you a bunch of questions. Cool. Yeah. If you have any questions, let me know. So they can find you above. Uh, that's the Florida State Massage Therapy Association and relaxathand.com. You can also find Carmen on Facebook and Instagram uh, just below. Listen, Carmen, thank you so much for coming on and having the conversation. I will talk to you guys at the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast very, very soon. And thank you, Carmen, for coming on and chatting with us. You're very welcome.